Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome everybody to episode 450 of your film bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... When we do the recordings, we start with a clap to sync, and the fucking reverb that came off of that clap that you just did there, Mark, that, that <laughs> like, listeners won't hear... That was something else. Honestly, it was worse here. Our, our room is very echoey. <laughs> I thought my eardrum was going to burst. What? Yeah, it's yeah. God, you're so shouty. <laughs> what we got this week? What have we got? You're hosting, Mark. What have we got? We have got Elvis. It's Woo! here. Elvis is in the building. Elvis is in the building uh, to cap off our full uh, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> The Great Bastards, which you can hear us review all of the other Baz Luhrmann films on our Patreon, uh, which is just just two dollars uh, a month, uh, and you get extra shows like us reviewing every single Baz Luhrmann film. At the moment, we're doing the Cinemascope uh, F-rated films. We've just recorded our first one with Richard Kelly's The Box. Um, so to find out what we thought of that, head on over to there. While I'm at it, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Other pod syndicate podcasts include his film, her movie, uh, the We Watch Project, Entertainment Landfill, the Iron Sequel, uh, and Chinstroker versus Punter. Um, so yeah, so head across to those, but only after you've finished listening to us. <laughs> yeah, don't leave us. Yeah, don't leave us. Don't leave us now That's because fair. we have. We don't just have Elvis. No, 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 no. We don't just have Elvis in the building. We also have Beavis and Butthead. They're in the building, uh, giggling in the corner. It's great, isn't it, Becky? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, would you? Um, <laughs> we're also going to do like a we're also going to do a, a bit of a review of uh, First Blood. I'm aware of that we reviewed First Blood. Um, I think last a couple of years ago when when Last Blood came out, I believe we did it. Uh, but we're going to talk about again because we, we, all three of us went to see it at the cinema uh, this week. Um, we're digging these retro screenings, aren't we? We're digging these retro screenings. Me and Bex uh, also have another uh, film that we went to see at the cinema on a retro screening on uh, what we've been watching. Um, we might also get into some uh, physical media chat in our what I've been watching because uh, we got a 4K player, didn't we, Rebecca? We did. Yeah, and uh, we watched our first 4K film. Uh, we owned two 4K films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one is very highbrow. One, one is highbrow. But, but I, I, I will disclose which film we watched and the reasonings for why uh, when when we when we get in when we get into that later on. Um, so yeah, we'll also have some a couple of trailers. I think things, stuffs happen, stuffs come out, um, and then yeah, let's fucking go. Let's fucking get on with it. Ian, then. what's been happening in the movie news? Um, I don't want to talk about the movie news. I want to do a bit of a deep dive on the 4K player. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get the box so I can read off which one it is. The box. <laughs> it's the X700. You told me. Yes. Yes. It's the same one I've got. Is it? Are you going to nerd yeah. out you guys for a minute? Yeah. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Can you get me a Pepsi as well? No. We keep that in the kitchen, by the way. It's not like it's in the bathroom. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> um, go uh, on, gonna get... let's go. Yeah, so, right. Um, I'm, I was very annoyed with Mark <laughs> because he did this with zero consultation. Uh, it, it, um, it, it was it was very much an impulse. I was buying Isabel's laptop at the time, and it came up and said, "Would you be interested in?" And one of them was a 4K player. 
And, I just and was it this that. one? It was the one I got, yeah. And it, it, it had... What? It had like 50 quid off it. And I just thought, that feels like a fucking sign. <laughs> and did you do like any research before actually like selecting it? Uh, yes, I did. I did. I opened another okay. my phone and did a quick, right, have a look. And it had a few decent reviews. Went back to it and I looked at it and went, fuck it, bang. <laughs> and did you check it at Dolby Vision? I had checked it at um, Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's fine. I thought, it's... Right, I've got those. I've got those two bits. <laughs> I'm all right. I I am terrible at buying anything that is over like twenty pounds. Because <laughs> mm. it's like there were real differences in class of four K players. That's the thing. Like you got some that are available for more like hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty quid these days, but they 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 don't do Dolby Vision, and then. You've got there is like a bit of a marked increase before you then get to the ones that do Dolby Vision, and then you've got them around about the two hundred odd range, and then you've got even more premium ones that are more like three hundred odd. And the thing is, there's the the, the Sony X seven hundred and the Sony X eight hundred, um, and there's the eight hundred and then the eight hundred M two. And if you get the eight hundred, you've done you you fucked yourself because it doesn't come with Dolby Vision. You've got to get yeah. the eight hundred M two. That that was it. Uh, afterwards, after I'd ordered it, um, I got you bought this. Would you be interested in this? And I was like, ah oh, shit, have I fucked up? And it was a an LG one that just looked like an absolute piece of shit. And the eight hundred, yeah. um, which was. Um, Ten pound less. I thought, why is it ten pound less if it's the eight hundred rather than the seven hundred? And I looked and went, it's got to be because of that. So yeah, this is the thing. It's like the eight hundred is still kind of like about some places, and you do you do have to be careful there because it's weird. They did. It seems like they brought out the eight hundred, then they brought out the seven hundred with Dolby Vision, and then we're like, oh fuck it, we need to do another version of the eight hundred that has Dolby Vision in it. So and this like the LG ones. The fucking build quality on those things is like disgusting. Yeah, they it, are. It, it, it looked it looked like an absolute piece of shit. I had a uh, what I want to say the model numbers like the UK nine zero uh, or the U nine zero, and it had Dolby or UB seven nine. Fuck it, don't worry. But yeah, I had I had their Dolby Vision one. And it was so fucking loud that I returned it after one night. And the seven hundred, the Sony seven hundred, I don't. It 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 seems to bridge. It seems to meet in the middle of quality enough in its finish, and it, you know it's very quiet. Yeah, but maybe quiet. doesn't have. Yeah, yeah, but maybe doesn't have quite all the whiz bang stuff of the eight hundred. Like the eight hundred is a fucking beast. Like it's it's like huge. It's weirdly big. The seven hundred is quite compact. The eight hundred is probably about a third bigger. Um, and I'm not entirely eight hundred sure is uh, is width four thirty, height fifty, depth two six five. And the seven hundred is, yeah, width only three twenty. Yeah, yeah. So, depressingly, I think that's pretty much exactly a third. 
Mm. Um, which, God, that's so fucking nerdy, I can't even. But, yeah, it, it, and I think it, it, it's, ba- <laughs> it's basically because, yeah, it is, because it's solid as fuck. Like, you could kill a man with the 800. Yeah, whereas you um, could probably just really badly disfigure one with a 700. Yeah, like it, it feels like if you dropped the 700, there is a chance you will break it. The 800, it feels like if you drop it, it will just bounce. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it's very it's very exciting. And with the 700 as well, if you press display while it's playing, it will show you what the bit rate is of the image at that time. And I fucking oh, love that shit. Does it? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, nice. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very happy with it. Uh, I need to slightly adapt the TV unit we've got because we have a homemade TV unit uh, to actually incorporate it into it a little bit. Uh, so currently it's underneath the, the TV unit there. Um, but yeah, so I got that and then realised I had one uh, 4K, which was um, that Ian bought me that was uh, the... Uh, Ron Howard film Inferno <laughs> and just stop there for a second so Mark whatsapps me the other day and I uh, like and I um, and he's we were talking about all this and he's like um, you know because I, I, I don't want to watch like I, I thought you'd murder me if I if my first watch was the Da Vinci Code and I was just like you've got the Da Vinci Code on 4K like physical and Mark's like yeah you bought me the trilogy at which point I fucking spiraled because <laughs> not in any fucking way did I remember buying Mark the Da Vinci Code trilogy on 4K. I was searching Amazon. I searched Zavi. I couldn't find shit. I'm talking to Donna about it and Donna's just like, yeah, well, you do dr- drunk buy shit quite a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if you just did that and completely forgot. But... No. I bought Mark Inferno on 4K because I think it was like £6 and I know he liked Inferno. I do really like Inferno. <laughs> I am looking forward to watch it on 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it will look like shit. Probably. But I can't wait for you to watch it. And I thought I bought you Mother on 4K as well. Did I not? That's blue. Ooh, it might be actually. I thought it was Blu-ray, but it might be 4K actually. We'll, we'll find out, won't we? Because we're gonna watch it soon. Where is it? Go find it. I uh, it is it, it 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 it's in my loft. Ah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. just like hid it hid it completely out of sight when it arrived. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but that 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 one didn't it on our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, we're covering Mother. Yeah, so I've got to watch it. What I will say there is, if if, if it's not the 4K, which I think you're right, I think it might be, uh, I will buy the 4K. I'm fairly fucking sure I bought you the 4K. You did, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, so instead I bought um, Tenet um, because I thought that that will give me a good a good indication on what the difference is between a 4K. Like streaming version of something and a a four K disc version of something. Kind of feel, even if you don't talk about Tenet the film now, how was the how was how was the image? Well, I, I think Bex is coming back now, so I, I'll wait and let her. I'll, I'll tell you when she she gets back with headphones on. Um, 
So she she can she can confirm that this is what happened. So we're just talking about the fact that when I set up the uh, 4K uh, on Saturday and then we put in um, Tenet to watch, didn't we? Yes. Um, when the it started and the Warner Brothers logo came up, I audibly went, fucking hell. <laughs> didn't I? You did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 4K of Tenet looks very nice on iTunes. It looks very nice. But Ian is completely right. Disc is a different level <laughs> up. Uh, it, it genuine. It is 4K from like from watching films in in HD and then watching a 4K of Tenet on iTunes. It is a noticeable jump up. The disc version is another noticeable jump up. Um, it's it's so fucking crisp. It's so yeah. defined. You know, I think that I. I, I I'm wondering how much of that effect is the fact that Tenet is shot on film. Mm-hmm. Could have an impact on that. For so, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward to delving more into this. I've now I've sort of decided I'm going to have a curated sort of selection of 4K films that I'm actually... I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I'm digging this idea. I'm not keeping them on my bookshelves. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not about. I don't, don't even need to have them out on display just to have them to watch them. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's a nice thing to hold. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> yes, to be fair, you have been. Yeah, sorry, but, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I miss our wall of DVDs. I don't because it wouldn't fit with the aesthetic that we have, and we don't have a spare wall. <laughs> I miss it though. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like I like the, the physical aspects of putting a disc in and bits like that. It, it's nice. It's quite comforting. Yes, I genuinely want to slap Agree. you right now. Why? Nothing. Why? You with your fucking digital library that I've been arguing against. I'm also the whole time. liking the idea of going into like randomly like going into HMV and picking up like Escape from New York on Forker. Mark, they don't sell that anymore. They sell Funko Pops T-shirts, books, and vinyl. Well, I can do my I can do my Funko Pop look that I do every time I see Funko Pops. Oh, just checking for that one for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What? <laughs> so basically, anywhere where we go, where, where we go, where there's Funko Pops, um, and we went to went to a car boot, didn't we? Uh, on Sunday and quite a lot of stores had like Funko Pops on no matter where I go if, if I see Funko Pops I always check to see if I can find and I'll, I will probably never find it no. but it's it, it's the holy grail um, and if I do find it I will pay whatever that person wants or whatever that <laughs> store wants like, yeah if I, okay if I walk by a collectible store and see it in the window and it's 300 quid and my brain's going you're paying it <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck is... Okay, all right, fine. It is, it is, it's the Paul Feig Funko Pop. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, you, yeah, don't, don't worry too much. If you ever find the black and white Alfred Hitchcock, then we're talking, because that fucker is impossible to find. <laughs> I will keep an eye out for that fucker as well, then. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, fucking Paul Feig. Yeah, that's a one. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so we... we so I, I can't believe it's the same 4K as you've got. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a good player, though. It's a good player. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, the the Panasonics are pretty good. Um, The LG, yeah, the LG ones, the build quality is just fucking horrendous. So, yeah, I I think you've done, I think you've done yourself okay with the Sony. Nice. Nice. Uh, Um, So, that was it for film news. That was the movie news, yeah. Let's... I, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that to be done. Yes. Um, there, there probably will be more nerd chat over the, the coming months of, of, of my 4K journey. <laughs> oh, Becky strapping. <laughs> now I know that you can... So what do you do to bring up the bit rate? You, pr- you press display on the remote while the film's playing. Well, that's getting to happen next time I watch something on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> what what trails have you been watching Ian? Oh man. Uh so uh new trailer for Resurrection, uh starring uh Bestill My Beating Vagina, uh Rebecca Hall. Um Oh actually, a little bit of movie news. Um Bollocks everywhere, uh terrified at new casting announcement for Dakota Johnson's Madam Webb. With uh, Emma Roberts joining it. Oh. Um, <laughs> what did you say, Becky? Bear in mind, Ian can also say what, what I said um, when this when Ian announced this news to me. Becky, when I told you that uh, Emma Roberts had joined Dakota Johnson in the Madam Web um, film, what did you say? Oh, God, your cock's going to explode. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ian, what did I message yeah, the group chat? <laughs> I, I think my dick's going to explode, it, 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 wasn't it? So my balls are going to explode. <laughs> if, they, if they fight, my dick's going to explode. Yeah, if they fight, my dick's going to explode. That was it. I mean, it, it, it is just like turning into ridiculous casting where it's like the film could be as shit as it probably will be, but like red-blooded men, well, like, men and women of all sorts of persuasions will find some sort of reason to enjoy that film. Um, just fucking ridiculous. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, who I think is in Euphoria, has been cast in it as well. Um, the thing is with her is I think she's young enough that I would actually feel like a dirty old man. Uh, with Dakota Johnson, not so much. There's only five years difference, I got a chance. But, um... <laughs> Oh, yeah. One that anyway, anyway. Really bored. Yeah. What Dakota Johnson? Sydney Sweeney. Uh, sure. Probably. I don't know. Is it? Maybe we need to look. What else is she been Google in Sydney Sweeney. I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. The White Lotus, Handmaid's Tale. Any Tale. films? Uh, Night not seen it. Not quite old enough to be her dad. The Voyeurs. I've seen that. I've still not watched that. I've actually heard ridiculously good things about it. Mm, I've suggested it a few times. Yeah, she's the main girl in The Voyeurs. Oh, we'll give it a go. No, oh, she was in Under the Silver Link, was she? Oh, it's she's not that... Uh, she played Shooting Star in that. Um, oh, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Fair play. Um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, trailers. Uh, Resurrection. Yeah, Rebecca Hall um, seems to be 
it's suggesting a little bit more than the first trailer. Um, we'll see heard comparisons to Possession, which the trailer still isn't really letting on about. But we, we you know, let, let's see what happens there. Yeah. Um, uh, Trouble in Paradise. George Clooney and Julia Roberts uh, yeah. come together for what just looks like an insanely fucking generic looking rom-com yeah uh, it, it, it's an odd one that two actors you know what's george clooney's made like one film in the past seven or eight years and that was that netflix one from a couple of years ago the world midnight sky one. that's the fucker which is actually all right i think we, we all kind of quite enjoyed that i think yeah it's all right um but yeah it, it it this feels a little bit like I don't know like they've gone look we'll give you ten million quid each and it'll be like a big holiday. I feel like they're both rich enough that they should have said no. Well, George Clooney's incredibly rich. He sold like his vodka company, was it or something like that? Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell! That was it. Right, I got to pause a second. Got to pause this for a second. Rant incoming. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> or update, update on, on, on somebody who is becoming a genuinely despised person on this podcast. Oh no! Is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson? It is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other one. That's good. All right, go on. Oh, who's the other one? Miller. Oh. Right. So this is a genuine post on his Twitter. It's a little video of him. Um, talking about his what is it postcard your gospel from number 54 head over to Amazon now for their deal of the day by the way deal of the day is hashtagged and he's added Amazon for our at Zao energy drink uh, 30% off all Zao flavours number one fastest growing energy forecast 1 billion valuation uh... love you guys thank you sip your Zao He's just a billboard. Right. I don't mind him shilling his energy drink, but then bragging about that it's going to be worth a billion dollars is just a little bit... Is this all you are now? He's just a tacky, tacky man, isn't he? Yeah, you're basically Mm. QVC for your own products. Yeah. It's like there's nobody there going, maybe don't constantly chill everything mm. <laughs> yep sorry I, just, I, I saw that it annoyed me okay, but carry on yeah yeah track t- t- it's paradise it I, I'm watching it the trailer for it and I'm going do you know what I, I know at some point I'm going to watch this because I like rom-coms and it's from the director of uh, My Mia Here We Go Again which is an yep. undeniably great film Julia yep. Right. I don't like Julia Roberts. No, but I quite I find George Clooney quite charming. But I was watching, going, do you know what? Do you know what would make this film better? If it was Emma Roberts playing the daughter. No. If it was, if it was Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston as the leads, <laughs> it would just make it more entertaining. I'd I'd, I'd go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch that because it'll be fun. And I, I, George Clooney is a funny actor. He's good at comedy. He is, yeah. But 
Julie Roberts is, is, has never been anywhere near as charming as people would like to think she is. No. So it just... It, it, it feels like already you're watching it and it, it already thinks it's better than it is. Yeah. Like, this is an elevated rom-com. Yeah. Are we entering that phase now? Look who we've got, guys. Elevated rom-coms. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that era. No, we don't. Rom-coms are fine. Nobody does. You know, rom-coms are good. They're fun. Yeah, but horror is good and fun. Yeah, and that's yet, what we still have elevated horror, don't yeah, we? Yeah, but that's what, that's what they're trying to go for, yeah. is elevated rom-coms. Well, they can fuck off. Yeah. Uh, see how they run. I actually think this looks really good. All right. Yep. It's, yeah. Yeah. I really like Sam Rockwell. Not so keen on... Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. I like Adrian Brody. It's got a real kind of what's-his-face vibe to it, though. Wes Anderson. Yeah. I, I, I was watching it. I got about halfway through the trailer and thought, wait, this, this isn't the new Wes Anderson film. It can't be. <laughs> it has got that vibe. I thought, you know, I, then I thought, it can't be. It doesn't, it, it's got a Wes Anderson vibe, but it doesn't look nice enough to be a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Um, sorry, weird bit of breaking news. Ooh. Just because of fucking how relevant it was to what we were talking about earlier on. Cameron Diaz is going to be starring with Jamie Foxx in a new Netflix film, Back in Action. Oh, <laughs> Here we were respecting her for knowing her limits and stepping away. Yeah. Um, oh, God, to be directed by the guy who directed Horrible Bosses, uh, Seth Gordon. Um, you know, uh, nearly 10 years away from cinema, but uh, yeah, why not? I'll be in a Netflix film with Jamie Foxx. Is it is it a remake of the uh, Billy Banks and Roddy Looney Piper? Tunes back in action. Back in action. Oh, oh the no. Looney Tunes back in action. Uh, let's see if there's any detail on what it's about. Um, uh, no, the storyline's being kept under wraps apparently because it's uh, it's just too hot. <laughs> too hot for us all to handle. <laughs> Oh, I just yeah. stick to anyway, uh, what other trailers have we got? I think that might have been it for me. Actually, I am looking forward to see how they run, though. I must say, um, they if Knives Out and like the Kenneth Branagh Poirot films are meaning that more people are going to do murder mysteries, then so fucking be it. Yeah. Yeah, they can often be quite fun. I, 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 I am, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. Even with its Wes Anderson vibe. Yeah, it, 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 it looks. It's not Wes Anderson, so it's fine. I, I'm usually. Saoirse fine. Ronan in a hat. Yeah, I'm usually fine <laughs> with Wes Anderson films until I actually start watching them. I'm not fine with them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Um. Try to think if there's anything at the actual cinema we saw trailer wise. I think all I'm getting at the cinema at the moment is the Thor Ooh. one, which is fair enough. That Robot Man one. Oh, um, what's it in Charles? Yeah. Brian and Brian and Charles. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see that. It, it's it's got some Frank vibes to it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember like that. Not too, like, like what was it? Like a, a decade ago, nearly. 
Um, that fucking Michael Fassbender being the hottest actor around was in a film called Frank that was a kind of tribute to Frank Sidebottom. And he just wore a big hat, big head, pimp machine head for the entirety of it. Oh, is that what you... I never watched that. It's a good film, Frank. Good movie. It's a really good movie. No, it genuinely is. Stop accusing your husband of lying to you, Becky. <laughs> yes, he didn't. I just said shut. Like, what was the, what was the one you got here? You were about to say one. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I I saw a, what was to me a new trailer again for Nope. Yes, um, it is a new trailer, isn't it? Like, so, yeah, so don't... There were two that I'd seen previously, like of like the the teaser from like maybe it might have even been last year. No, the Super Bowl, and then one from like maybe a month ago where people were saying it is giving away too much about the film. But this one was different, and like and it literally had a shot of them trying to like capture the footage or whatever using an IMAX camera. And it was just like, and this film's been shot in, a parts of it has been shot in IMAX as well. And I'm just like, it feels like Jordan Peele is going to be doing what I think is going to be some really fun meta shit in this. And I am so annoyed that it's coming out to, uh, over here two, uh, two or three weeks after the US. Because I'm fucking sure it, like, it's going to be spoiled for us. Before we get to see the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be coming out the same day over here. And then Universal pushed it to August the 12th. I just don't understand why. Very, very annoying. Yes. Yeah, it is a bit weird that, actually. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Should we review a film? What should we review? Let's go. Elvis uh, is directed by Baz Luhrmann, uh, written by uh, Baz Luhrmann, uh, Craig Pierce, his frequent writing partner, uh, Jeremy Donner uh, and Sam uh, Brommel. Uh, Starts, who's in it? Austin Butler as Elvis, Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Um, uh, Richard Roxbury's in there, David Wenham's in there, of course he is. Uh, Cody Smith-McPhee turned up, which surprised me. Um, and yeah, a, a bunch of other people. What's it the story of? Well, it's the story of Elvis, or more to the point, Elvis's um, relationship with um, Colonel Tom Parker. Um, it kind of focuses as much on that as it does on the general Elvis uh, biopic uh, that is there, but done in in Baz Luhrmann's Bazzy way. Um, I would say on that one. What? In what? He's Bazzardy way. Bazzardy way. Yeah. Bazzardy. Yeah. So Baz Luhrmann appeared to have his own title card uh, before the movie, <laughs> at the start of the movie. Love it. Yeah. It did make me go, oh. It can do what he fucking wants. Because it said truth, beauty and love in the middle of it. And yeah. it, it made me vomit a little bit. Yeah, and, and a life lived in fear is a life half lived. Yeah. It's just a load of Lerminisms. Fair enough. Did it say everyone wears sunscreen? I played it about that the other day. <laughs> it's, a fucking, it. it's a good jam. It is. Becky. Elvis. 
What did you think? Oh, actually, before this, are any of the three of us big Elvis fans? Not yet. Not particularly. Because I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not like a huge Elvis fan, but I am a an Elvis fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of the nutters that goes on like a fucking pilgrimage to Graceland or what is it? But I have, I have had frequent Elvis periods, haven't I? Yes. Yes. Anyway, Becky, Elvis, what did you think? I don't think I've still, I've not recovered fully from it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's... Good not recovered or bad not recovered? Good not recovered. I'm going to get heavy into Elvis. I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat for like the last few days because we couldn't see it until today really could we with the with the other stuff that we had to go yes. see. And it's it's been killing me a little bit. So I put the soundtrack on and the soundtrack's fucking amazing. And um I'd kind of thought with Al- Elvis having such an iconic voice that they would have gone the Bohemian Rhapsody route with the singing. Mm. Um and then I was like looking through the track list and there's a load of Austin Butler tracks on there and I was like, what the fuck? And he sounds like, like Elvis. Like, there's, there's, when you actually listen to it as a song rather than in the context of the film, there's little bits that, where it kind of slips. But, I mean, definitely not enough to be like unforgivable. But, um, yeah, so I was, I, I was very, very pumped when we went to the, the cinema to see it to the point where I was like, shit, is this going to be a Prometheus moment? And it it was not. It, from the fucking start of it, where the Elvis like title card comes up, I was like, I was in. Um, yeah, I didn't... Not being a big Elvis fan, you don't know an awful lot. I, I don't know how accurate it is or anything like that, which obviously, if it isn't and there's big Elvis fans, they could get pissed off at it, but... I'm not one of those people. So it was just, um, oh, it was just fucking immense. I just fucking loved it. Um, the the tone of it going from the, I said this to you in the car, didn't I? The, the sort of young, clear-eyed, naive kind of Elvis that was just like naturally happened to be really talented to this like broken, trapped man at the end. The tone shift is, is believably gradual. Hmm. And it, you, you kind of go along on that emotional journey with him. Austin Butler is magnificent as Elvis. And the... Um, it's weird because I, I, I was talking to Isabel the other day because we were listening. I was forcing her to listen to the soundtrack as well in the car. Um, I was saying... I was explaining like how how subversive the whole Elvis thing was at the time. And it's like now we're like... It's just like rotating his hips a bit. So, the video for Anaconda exists. What what was what was the big deal? Um, but at the time, it was like white singers, especially just just stood on stage, didn't mm. they? And um, and I and I guess it's like it's easy to sort of know that that's the case and how subversive it was and like what a big deal it was. But I think this film's a really good job of portraying that like the hysteria in the crowd and stuff like that and how how good he is at just kind of bringing that same kind of like sexuality to the performance i suppose in a time when 
it wasn't really it was very frowned upon yeah um i just think he does a really really fucking good job in it it's an almost perfect movie the one fly in the top of the soup is tom hanks but other than that yeah yeah it blew me away to be honest so many times one that I turned on to you just fucking grinning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was that quite frequently. Um, Ian, Elvis. Yeah, so I, um, I'm i glad Becky liked it as much as she did. And I, I, I liked it, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think it's just, it, it's very cool that uh, you, you, you did, Bex. The, the Tom Hanks thing is a big old problem for me, I've got to say. Um, I think he is giving the worst performance I've ever seen him give uh, myself. Um, And I think it's a combination of him and, you know, obviously Lerman. But it was interesting. I was reading a tweet the other day by somebody just going like, why are they putting actors in fat suits these days instead of just getting good fat character actors to play parts? Well, I when we were before we went and we were talking about this, I said they should have got John Goodman, but then Mark said that he's lost loads of weight. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and yeah, I mean that would have been a good shout. And I suppose maybe you know it is just like well, who is actually about who could do that these days? Which which I take, but Bill Camp. Oh yeah, that would do. Fucking Tracy Letts. He's yeah. a he's a big dude. Um, yeah. Letts, so oh, I, I, my my one physicality wise would have been. Would have been Bill Camp. Yeah, totally fair. And I mean, you know, hey, it, it, in the end of the day, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Mm. He, you know, you 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 can have him be the co-star of an Elvis film, maybe not Tracy Letts or Bill Camp. So I get it. Yeah. But it's just a bizarre performance, and the fact that it's like essentially narrated by him mm. is it that feels to me like such a misstep. The fact that the first 10 minutes of the film are, I'm going to tell you the story of how I'm not the person that everyone says I am. And then the film proceeds to tell you the story that he is exactly the person that everyone says he is. It's fucking heartbreaking. I did not anticipate coming out of this movie feeling really sorry for Elvis Presley, like super rich, super successful guy. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And it's like, but, you know, at the start of the film, what story is Tom Parker trying to say? Or is he so fucking deluded that he doesn't get that he's the bad guy in this story? Because I think the, that was the, I think the, that was it. He, he, he genuinely, yeah. he genuinely was, he'd essentially, he drank so much of his own fucking Kool-Aid mm. that he didn't, that, that he... He thought that all of Elvis' success was literally because of him. Yeah, yeah. So, all that my boy bullshit. And, it, <laughs> and if that's if that's the case, I think the film needs to play up just the fact that you know he is an idiot. Because even like you know towards the end, where it's Elvis just being trapped, and you know he's che- like he's going to chew out Tom Parker, and you're so happy, and then Tom Parker just completely turns it around. And and it is it is heartbreaking, and I mean like Austin Butler is fucking amazing in this. Mm. He is oh oh what 
Oh, are you agreeing? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's it's yeah. it's star making. Yeah, it, you know, it, yes, star star making is exactly it. Um, and just the the end when he's doing Unchained Melody, and it it, it is just it's some it's something else. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I think it, it it's a mixed bag of the film. I think it, I think it's too long, and I'm very very glad that Lerman calms the fuck down after the first act, because uh, it is dizzying, and mm. I get it, I, I I get why, but yeah, it's just it it is very long, and Tom Hanks is very bad, but the rest of it, great stuff. Yeah, I think I I I think that. I, do you know what? Because Lerman's come out and said that there is a four-hour version of this film. I'd watch the fuck out mm. of that. And the thing is, I probably would watch the four-hour version of it. I get to look at Austin Butler dressed as Elvis for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as well, I, I I enjoyed the pacing of it. I, I got the reason, because the, the, the opening, like you were saying there, Ian, the opening act, the opening, what would you say, hour, is... Is so frenetic and it is so fast moving and it goes and it goes and it goes. But I get it. The idea is that his life was the the Elvis's life and Elvis's rise happened. You know, once once he was discovered, happened so quickly mm. that the film's um, trajectory and force and um, is is mirroring that. And I actually I I I dig that about it. Mm. And then I dig that. It continues to it, it continues to constantly be moving. The film the film only ever stops and literally the camera only ever stops moving and goes static when it's something you have to pay attention that, that is important that's yeah. like like genuinely important that is happening to Elvis. Mm. So um, when you know his his mum dies. dies, it stops for a second and it actually has static shots. When mm. um, Lisa Marie, uh, when um, Priscilla's leaving him, it stops. When he has to confront his dad about everything, it stops. It, it has these little moments where it, it, it stops, and I think it's it, it's Lerman. I'm really glad for saying this. It's Lerman actually showing some restraint, showing some restraint, mm-hmm. and going, "No, I, 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 I'm not just trying to sell the whiz bang." Of Elvis, I'm trying to sell a little bit of the the tragedy of it all, but also without getting into all of the gory details about it. Yeah, um, which some filmmakers would have tried to have done. Mm. You know, if Oliver Stone had have made this 20 years ago, like he, uh, 30 years ago, like he wanted to, yeah, then it would have been what is it? You know, mm. there was talk where Oliver Stone wanted to essentially Val, use Val Kilmer again to do an Elvis biopic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he'd done with The Doors. I don't think I'd have wanted to see that one more than this one. But that would have been a little bit more... You know, there's scope back. And if you want to watch a, a more forensic um, depiction of the of what happened with Elvis and, and Tom Parker, um, then there's the John Carpenter film. With Kurt Russell, which yeah. is really fucking good, but yeah, I think you were saying the it, it, it gets the cultural impact of it 
of Elvis. That that first scene there. where he dances is breathtaking. Just like the the um, the the way they've managed to capture the girls' reactions to it. Yeah, is is amazingly uh, done. And, and, and for anybody out there who might watch it and might go, yeah, but it's very OTT in reaction. It's like honestly, no. genuinely, just just look up Harry Styles live and tell me that that doesn't actually <laughs> fucking happen yeah. because it does. Yeah. You know, it does, and it's great that it happens. You know, yeah. I'm I'm all fucking for it. But the but there's, there's there's great little moments within it. Him turning around to the band and going. Why are they acting like that? <laughs> it's like because of you, you dumb prick. <laughs> because of you wiggling. Yeah, and that's it. And it's but then, but also as well that the film is at pains to show you and tell you without actually forcing it down your neck of going. Look, he wasn't just a sideshow. Mm. This is him sat playing a piano, just Hello. singing. It's awful as well. There's two points where he nearly gets away and he gets fucking sucked back in. And it, it, you're watching it, rooting for him to get away, knowing that he doesn't. Mm. Like, what kind of music could we have had from Elvis if he'd got away from Tom Parker at that point where those guys wanted to take him on a world tour? Like, what what kind of career does that look like? Not the, not the now much parodied cape and jumpsuit wearing Elvis in Vegas but like the music that he wanted to make well that's it there was a um, there was and this might be one of those legends that is not true Mm. but there was a rumour at the time around before he died that he wanted to that he wanted to make an album um, that was produced by a a young producer, yeah, um, and that he wanted to do something a little bit different. different. And the the rumor was that the young producer that he was talking about at the time was David Bowie. All right. Um, this boy was a huge Elvis fan, and if you talk, you, you, almost all musicians um, from the the seventies, the sixties, the, the late sixties and the seventies. All refer back to talk to one person of it, Elvis. <laughs> it was Elvis. Yeah. It started. Yes, we know that the Elvis was influenced by a lot of these blues singers. It, it, that, but they were just you know quite simply for the wrong reasons. They weren't getting put on TV. Whereas Elvis fucking appeared on your TV and it was insane. Yeah. And Lerman gets that across, but then gets across the more tragedy elements of it. Without, I, I, I cried. You did cry, yeah. Film. Without kind of also, and which you could argue is a little bit like, yeah, but Elvis wasn't exactly all good. There was a lot of womanising and a lot of. I think it touches on the womanising and stuff, but without dwelling on it. Yeah, that's not the story they were here to tell. No, that, that that's it. That's not the story they're here to tell. It was it was a celebration and an exploration of one element. Yeah. Of his life. And yeah, Austin Butler is fantastic. He's a oh fucking star maker. Any any red blooded female or I, 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 gay I, I, man or whatever that goes to see that movie and doesn't get a little bit flustered by some of those scenes. I, I, I think I got a little bit flustered by some of those scenes. <laughs> yeah, that bit about um, what does he say about um, feeling things that you don't know whether you should feel good about feeling. 
I was, I was feeling some things. I, 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 feel, I was feeling some things, and I, I, I feel fine about feeling them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I was actually in Marxist the other day. And oh, I, feeling things about Austin feeling things, Yeah, literally I was. I turned around <laughs> and there was a, a copy of GQ or Esquire um, that has Austin Butler on the front cover of it. And I turned around and looked at it and I audibly out loud went, damn. Yeah, because he's a strikingly handsome man. He is very strikingly handsome. Yeah. Yep. But not so much... Like, sorry, Austin, but not so much when he's not dressed as Elvis. No, he's blonde, isn't he? No, I don't like a blonde boy. He's still, he's still on this copy of GQ or Esquire. Um, I'll see if I can find it. Find it. Oh, yeah. What a pretty face. So yeah, but yeah, the thing is, has it come um, too early for an Oscar? Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, he won't be nominated for an Oscar which is kind of sad no chance because it, it, it is oh yeah because it is deserving of it the, yeah it's the politics of it the film's not generally liked enough um, to, to get enough traction and it's released at the wrong time of the year yes yeah, you've got that combination of, of things it's just it's yeah it's, it's, it's not going to happen uh, but I mean, like this, this coming out at this time, it's it's not an awards play; it's a box office play. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They've, they've gone, they've gone for for summer, um, like that in between um, superhero movies, summer blockbuster vibe. And I mean, like now, like Austin Butler's going to be in Dune Part Two, mm. and um, he's, you know, this, this, this. Even people who don't like the film are saying, "Yeah, but Austin Butler's fucking amazing." Yeah. So um, it, it, it it's gonna he's gonna be fine, and he's gonna do he, he's gonna do well, and maybe you know maybe he will get Oscars in the future. It's just not gonna be for this. Mm. Yeah, I, he's one of those where he's gonna be fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm guessing, Becky, what are you? Yeah, uh, de- de- definitely not shit. I've already used my, my Fallout for the year, but I would have used it for this. There's been so many good films already this year. It, it's, it's, been uh, fucking, it's been a hell of a year so far for film. I'm, I'm going to see this again on Sunday. That's fine. At one o'clock. Nice. Half, I've already checked times. <laughs> Very good. Fair play. Uh, da, 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 right, what's that? I'm, I, I'm, I'm also definitely not shit. I'm just checking out. <laughs> Our poll, our poll yeah, is definitely, definitely not shit. Shit, uh, 58%. Touching Cloth, 17%. Shit, 17%. And a Geostorm, 8%. Mm. You're weird. I am, and it's not universally loved. It's not, no. It is not. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper 
of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. Beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroker vs Panzer As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Have you ever wondered what so called family films will scar your kids forever? putting four and five year olds in front of this movie it's like if they didn't know what death was before all this they're going to know it after it they're going to know it after it and they're going to be freaking terrified and they're going to be questioning you yeah or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold dead heart yeah the dark knight has got like all the orphans and like oh no we're going to die they did not build up those orphans at all in my head it's like kill them then look no further the His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um... Right. Ian, you didn't watch this, did you, Becky? No. Could you get me another drink, then? No. God, you thirsty little bitch. I am a thirsty little bitch, You're talking about Austin. Yeah, it has. (laughs) (laughs) It's got me all wet, and now I need to replenish the old... Yeah. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Uh, it's directed yep. by John Rice uh, and Albert um, Caleros, uh, written by Mike Judge and Lou Martin. Uh, it is the return of uh, Beavis and Butthead, uh, who are voiced by Mike Judge uh, and has a few uh, other voicing people uh, within that there. So what is the story? Well, <laughs> it, in 1998, Beavis and Butthead are accidentally at the science fair um, and they accidentally set fire to the science fair uh, by using a Kickmaster 3000 to kick Beavis in the crotch uh, and then the judge sentences them instead of to kind of juvenile detention centres or anything like that, no, he sentences them to space camp where they accidentally end up being on a space mission because they get really good at docking <laughs> part of the um, a telescope because they think it looks like a penis going into some kind of 
orifice. Yep. <laughs> Ian. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Go on, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it. it's very funny. It's very funny. Uh, yeah. The white... The the white privilege section um, was fucking incredible. Uh, get out of our way. We have white privilege. Um, it, it's okay. We have white privilege. It's, yeah, we just found out about it too. It's really cool. Um, and just the way that, like, when they were explaining it, and then that that one white guy is like. No, I've got this, and then starts explaining white privilege to them. It just, um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's just this mix of fucking stu- stupidity, but also like you know, just clever, st- but clever stupid stuff like that. Yeah, and just the Siri Serena stuff, and how far they go with that. Um, <laughs> but they just keep going with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. clever writing uh, that though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and just the way that this film is just an excuse to like set up how they're now in the present day, and there's going to be a new series of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, um, is is fantastic. Um, look, is it the best film of the year? No. Will there be many other films I am as entertained by while watching it this year? Probably not. No, it's... The thing is, there's a lot at the moment of these... um, These kind of, like, nostalgia films coming out that's come out. You know, we've had the Ghostbusters one. We've had, you know, even recently the Jurassic Park one. I think it's very much fallen into that. You even had with the Spider-Man one, where they're showing you things that you'd already seen, uh, and then you know using that there. But what Beavis and Butthead, and I think a more apt example would be the uh, Bill and Ted film from like a couple of years ago now. What sure. Beavis and Butthead do the universe, I think, does really well. Is it is just a Beavis and Butthead film. Um, it, it, it's not trying to, and they probably would have been able to do this because the film was kind of, you know, it was made, almost, I think it was made over Zoom, a lot of it. Um, they sure. didn't, like, get any, like, really noticeable celebrity voices to do things yeah. within it, which they, they probably could have. Um, right, not like when it Beers and Butter Do America came out and they had Bruce Willis and Demi Moore in it. You know, who at the time were, you know, biggest, you know, two of the biggest movie stars out there at the time. Maybe wouldn't have been able to do that, but they'd have been able to get somewhere close to sort of recognisable voices. But they don't. Yeah. It is just Beavis and Butthead kind of wandering around being Beavis and Butthead. And then you have smart Beavis and Butthead, who are still dumbasses, but they're just the smartest Beavis and Butthead, um, who aren't laughing. Uh, constantly, they're just saying like very humorous. Yes, yes, very witty. <laughs> Which again is just fun. It's a ridiculously fun and silly, silly movie. 
Yes, yeah, and but what what else would you think it was going to be? You know, like if if you are going to be the some butthead do the universe, you should know exactly what what you're going for. Yeah. And if you're criticizing Beavis and Butthead do the universe, emphatically, you done fucked up watching it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't enjoy Beavis and Butthead do the universe, it's your fault. It's not the that's film's on fault. you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Because um, I mean, there's bits as a, as a fan of the series um, and, and of, of from Beavis and Butthead from when they first. Um, Sort of arrived on the scene. The you, you're noticing bits where you're expecting things to happen. So as soon as that guy gives him the the big packet of pills and tells him get rid of these, oh you hold these for you, and Beavis just starts fucking going at them. You know that Cornholio is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then you can kind of go, oh god, no, Cornholio's going to start a prison riot, isn't he? <laughs> and then yeah. Cornholio's wandering around, essentially creating a, a, a semi-prison riot. But all, all it's for is uh, to get more TP for their bungholes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we should have more TP for our bungholes. And the, the, they need, the just Cornholio shouting, they need to stop disrespecting my bumhole. <laughs> it's just great. Oh fuck the! There was, there was a moment I I had to pause it at one point because I was laughing too much, um, and it was within the first like two minutes of the movie. So when yeah, when the when Beavis is getting kicked in the nads and then they see the kickmaster, what is it? And Beavis is saying to but you're not gonna kick me in the in the nads again, are you? It's like. No, I am not going to kick you in the nuts again. It's like, all right, cool. That's the best news I have heard all day. That's made my day. What's this? And then the thing just hits him, and he flies through the air. Uh, I it, it fucking creased me. It killed me a little bit. I sure it's did that. It, it, it's... You did. Yep. It's 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 like me showing Donna uh, bits from Jackass. And it's just crickets. It's <laughs> exactly what it was, wasn't it, Bex? It's like, yeah. like, so you watched all of this? It's like, yeah. It's like, or was it all like this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> felt really sorry for you. Honestly, I have been vastly underwhelmed by Paramount Plus. But new series of Beavis and Butthead, yeah. That might be worth six ninety nine a month. It absolutely is not worth six ninety nine a month. You can have it if you get rid of Netflix. It's <laughs> a <So> maybe. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really fun film. The I love the opening credits. The fact that for no reason at all, it's them in three D, um, doing like Star Wars. But talking about how space sucks. And it's over really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's not too much to say about it other than it's really fun. And, you know, you'll know if you like it or not. Yeah, that's it. Um, Our our audience, Paul. Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Um, 
I mean, in, in some years, it might even sneak my top ten based on pure nostalgia. Um, but this year is a fucking a pretty fucking it, rocking year so far. It's a pretty great year. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know we're only just over halfway through it. So <laughs> you know, I, I I'm already predicting that the ten that I do at the end of the year, I think all of our tens at the end of the year might be the strongest tens we've had. Yeah. Very much agree. Real difficult when I wrote down ten. Yeah, yeah, because there's some, there's potentially some now that I'm going. These are locked in my five or six mm. that might actually end up getting bumped out. Yeah. Um, mm. But our audience poll, definitely not shit. Forty percent, touching cloth twenty percent, and shit forty percent. Miserable bastards. <laughs> Ian, what have you been watching? Um, to be honest, other than the one that we um, we all watched, I've only got one, Ooh, got uh, and it was just a re rewatch of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How did that hold up? So these recent MCU's do have some awful diminishing re- uh, 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 returns on rewatch, and I purely think it's because so much of the MCU stuff is DiCaprio pointing at a screen meme. Yeah, they, 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 they've become giddy thrill to giddy thrill. Yeah, and but the thing is, I think this one held up the best of the recent ones because of the Sam Raimi-isms. Like, they are so full-on in that third act, and I'd actually forgotten quite how full-on they are. Um, that it, it it gets me through. But, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I've watched these last few MCU films, like, on, on, on like I've re-watched them when they've been on Disney+, Plus, so then Don, um, Don has watched them. And we've both just been, like, disengaged through so much of them. And Donna, it's like the first time she's watching them and she's switching off. And I, I, I absolutely can, can see why. Mm? You know, and it's like... I, I, I don't know. We've we've talked a lot about the MCU films, but it just it it it, it feels like we're meet, having a bit of a watershed moment where Top Gun Maverick is the highest grossing film of the year so far. You know, like the first year in what, like five or six years that the highest grossing film in like worldwide is not an MCU film. And I'm at the point where it's just like, long may that continue. And I don't, I I am really fucking enjoying Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. I think that show is great. Um, so I'm 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 certainly not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but yeah, the, the 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 yeah the enthusiasm's gone. Um, but I hope Sam Raimi directs something again soon, whether it's MCU or not. I I hope it doesn't take him as long as it did after um, Oz the Great and Powerful. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Cool. Bex. And that's me. Bex. Yes. What have you watched? Solo, I have watched two and a half films. So I won't talk about the half until next week. Um, I mean, that, that's only if you watch the rest of it. Well, I will. No, I'm just saying. Just watch the sass, alright? So, I did... Well, they're both rewatches actually. I did a rewatch of Last Night in Soho, which 
I actually really loved on rewatch more than more than previously. Um, I think it gets the kind of claustrophobic tone really well. Um, the the kind of toxic nostalgia from for a for a earlier time is is something that I noticed more um, with stuff like the the lady that runs the bar saying um, about the memories and I remember every gangster, every troublemaker or whatever it is she says and romanticising um, basically the bad people she's, she's had in her bar um, mm. because it was a good time and you know I, th- I think people do that people, people hark back to like the 60s and the 70s and things like that when you know, it's easy to forget that people didn't have the rights that they do now. The social groups that are accepted just, you know, automatically now would not have been at that time. Women didn't have the freedoms that they do now. Um, and it was much more accepted to be a nasty misogynistic piece of shit. But then I think what this film is in a way trying to say as well is with things like the, the comment from the taxi driver as an example um, and Lindsay's comments to her in the present day um, is it's not gone anywhere that's still there yeah it's just it's just a little more hidden um, so I found it I found it a bit more thought provoking on rewatch um, and I think both central performances are really really strong um so yeah last night in soho and um i rewatched hell house llc which i don't nice. know why but i've really fallen in love with that film it is such a good tight little horror film um obviously it's done in the style of a documentary um but it's yeah it's it's just really it's a really interesting kind of low key for the most part horror movie about a haunted house um but yeah it does what it does really well hey, have you not watched the sequels no I feel like it's possibly a uh, a property of diminishing returns so there is two sequels isn't there there's, there is yeah there's I think I saw the second one Hell House the Abandoned Hotel mm. and Hell House oh Hell House LLC Three Lake of Fire. I think the first one's maybe a bit lightning in a bottle. <clears throat> so you're not gonna watch. I don't want to sully it. You got the courage. Watching... No, <laughs> I don't want to sully it by watching the uh, the sequels. Coward. And then the the half film that I watched was the only one that I watched that I've not seen before, and I can't talk about it because I've not watched the end. So yeah. So should I do the ones that I watched solo? Do it. Well, I promised I would. I promised I'd watch this. <laughs> I watched Street Kings. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Do you want a fucking medal, Mark? I mean, you I, know. I would love a fucking medal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd fucking wear it proud. I hope people went, what the fuck's that medal? I'd be like, so watch the Street Kings. What? I watch Street Kings. Yeah, and the person would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> and then they'd walk off and wish you a happy day. Yep. 
correction, what I should say is I rewatched Street Kings for about the fifth time. <laughs> Street Kings that I own on iTunes. <laughs> Street Kings is a good film. I like what people say. Yeah? Yeah. And not like not like sabotage, where I'm actually kind of painfully aware of the fact that it's not that good. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> to the point of where one of the things that I genuinely love about, about uh, sabotage is that Actually, the whole central plot of it doesn't make sense because how would they know they stole the money if all the money got burnt? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually think that Shrieking is actually a really good version of this type of film mm. uh, that, that came out. In, like I was saying, the post-training day um, happened there. Um, Keanu Reeves playing a bad guy is quite cool. Um, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. You know, he, he, he playing a... Um, like an alcoholic badass cop who is there just to essentially be the guy they send in to do the nasty shit that no one else will do. Um, yeah, I know you told me I had, but I don't think I've watched this. Well, I'll watch it again. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure you're around next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you done fucked up there, Becky. You should have really not said anything. Is it really bad, Ian? It just, it's a Mark film. Oh, okay. Chris Evans is good in it. Um, who you, you think is like the the guy who's there to investigate him and he's like the, you know, like the clean cut guy who's that, who, you know, he's going to bring him down. And it's like, no, he's not actually. He's just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's not had the years of, of experience of how to do these just as bad things. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I I have a lot of fun um, with Street Kings. Um, Forrest Whitaker playing the the badass fucking um, like lieutenant as well is is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's it's Forrest Whitaker in fucking scene fucking chewing form. But he's the thing is with Forrest Whitaker when he's in that form, it it he fucking sells it. It's really fucking. He's really fun in it. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time with that. Um, and then after I finished watching that, it, it uh, the little the little bar at the bottom that says other films you might like. <laughs> I was like, I fucking might like these. Um, was the Kurt Russell film uh, Dark Blue? Oh yeah, they're on Shelton. Yep. Do you know who wrote it? Yeah. Fucking David Ayer. Yeah, he did. Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah. Based on another James Elroy uh, book, uh, like Street Kings is based on a James Elroy book as well. Um, have you ever seen Dark Blue? Ian? Uh, yeah, like back in the day, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah, it's not as good as Street Kings. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> but it's weirdly, it's a film made in two thousand and two. That's set in 1992 against the backdrop of the um, the Rodney King um, officers, the officers who beat Rodney King, the the trial and the awaiting for the verdict of that. Um, and uh, Kurt Russell plays essentially a very dodgy cop, um, and he's. Uh, at the start of the film, you've got Scott Speedman is uh, 
essentially up against a board that reviewing the fact that he he shot a suspect and should he have used that force. Uh, and it's deemed that, yes, he was okay using it. Well, the whole thing is actually a cover-up. It was Kurt Russell who shot the guy and not Scott Speedman. Um, but like Kurt Russell, Scott Speedman and Brendan Gleeson run this dodgy part of the uh, LAPD. Uh, and Ving Rhymes is playing a captain who's trying to kind of take them down with his um, his partner, uh, played by... Um, right, Bex, can you just back me up in this? That is Michelle Michelle, right? Michael Michelle, babe. Well, Michael Michelle, yeah. Uh, I didn't get back to up, did you, buddy? I didn't get back to up there, did I? Um, Learn to read. Fuck you, I'm not doing that. I've got this phone out. It. Yeah, what would you have it? She's sleeping with Scott Speedman, but she's also investigating him. Whoa. <gasps> Fucking hell. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dark Blue's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Ron Shelton manages to make a film in 2002 that's set in 1992 that looks like it was made in 1994. <laughs> um, so, That's a confusing thing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, so, you kind of watch it going, right, I get what you've done here. You've made it feel like a mid-90s um, like crime thriller. But it's made in the early noughties. But it, it just it felt very much like, nah, this can't be made in 2002. It has been made in like 1994 or 1996. Nope, 2002. It just felt a little bit odd. It felt like a film out of time with itself. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that was that was mm. dark blue. What else did we watch, Becky? We also watched our new 4K. Yep. Of Tenet. Of Tenet. Oh yeah. Tenet. Yeah, it's. I found it more confusing. I think on rewatch than I did last time we watched it. Did you? Yeah, but I think it was because I wasn't letting it flow over me. I was trying to like make sense of it, and you can't really do that with this film. You have to wait until it's either ex- you know it's explained by what happens later in the film. I think because I was trying to remember, like in the first bit, which you can't really understand until you've got the second bit, what was going on. Mm. So I think I fucked mm. myself a little bit there. I still really enjoyed it, and obviously it all comes together by the end, but. I think I kind of confused myself in the first half a bit more than necessary. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking great, isn't it? Robert Pattinson's awesome in it. Uh, uh, John David Washington is awesome in it. It's just, it's just fucking great. It's a masterpiece, really. Yeah, it's one of those that it, it gets better every time I watch it. Mm. Um, just because you... Not that, I, that, that you're picking up on the story, but you, you're picking up new bits, and you get to appreciate the fact that it, it, it flows, it flows so nicely, but in a really weird way because you, you're bouncing around mm. with it. How, the way it kind of wraps around on itself and brings all the odd shit that happens in the first part of the movie together, and you go, "Oh, all right." Yeah. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to scrub Tenet from my memory and watch it for the first time again. Yes, I, I just like I just like watching it. Yeah, yeah. But like the as well, it, but like it's... You, you don't get the whole like, oh my fucking god, he was fighting himself. 
fit if you've seen it before. No, but I like I, I like the fact that you you look at that and then you can you can work out like with the when uh, Pattinson takes the helmet off and is like, oh shit, and then runs back and he's like, no, 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 do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I thought you said Paddington takes the helmet off. <laughs> I was like, that would be a twist. That would be a twist. That would be. It would be. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure at some point the uh, the guy who keeps photoshopping Paddington into movies until he forgets will do it at Tenet at some point. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be good. I will never be able to watch this film without that that little goodbye speech from Paddington hurting my heart. I just oh, it. it's fucking horrible. Mm. It, it is. It. it it's. Because often what gets happened with, with, with um, that was a great sentence. Often what, what gets, gets happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> I am not oh. having a good few minutes here, am I? Well, that was that was special even for you. So, Off- guys, what often gets happened? <laughs> what often gets happened, Matt? Not leaving that one down, am I? No, no. Often what happens... Say it right. <laughs> often what get happens... <laughs> you did it wrong again. <laughs> you did it wrong from your wrong one. <laughs> often what get happens... This is a form of bullying, you're aware of that. It's not, it's done with love. Uh, with Nolan films, if he gets accused of having the... that They're all... They're very, like... Um, very dry, and that they don't lack any form of heart... Um, the end of this film where... Have you made yourself cry a bit laughing at your stupid day? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> the end of this film where you've got Pattinson and John David Washington No, they can't say... They can't warn each other. You can't say to him, you're going to die. But Pattinson knows he's going to die. So he's got this, I'm fine with this. This is the end of my journey and I am cool with it. Had he seen himself dead? Yeah, he, he, he notices that he doesn't come out of it. When he's right. going through with the machine, he looks across and notices that he doesn't come out of it. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the other side, doesn't he? Yeah. Because you have the, the bit early where um, Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is saying, what you've always got to make sure you're doing is if you don't see yourself at the other side of it, don't go in. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so he, he knows that. And it's the... Fuck, I want to tell him. Mm. But I can't. He knows it, I know it. So he's literally watching somebody who he knows now is his friend. Yeah. And is his friend, but knows he's actually... He's more important to him than even he knows at that point. Mm. Essentially, he's about to go and sacrifice himself to save... The, quite literally, to save the fucking world. And it's mm. that it's that thing of... The world will never know how close it got to not existing. Yeah. Is 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 that wondrous? It, it's it's a fucking brilliant film, and it looks fucking beautiful. There's parallels with that with Doctor Who, but I won't bore you with them because you hate Doctor Who. The yeah, the, the the phrase, the version you bought off Wish comes to mind. What are you about? You're fucking throwing Doctor Who at me. Well, no, because then... No, it's all right. Um, good, yeah. Um, and what else did we watch, Bex? We also went to the cinema to see The Thing. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never noticed that man had a nose ring before. No, <laughs> I didn't notice that man had a nose ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... it's. Do you know what? I'm really digging watching these retro screenings. It's 
especially of stuff that that I know and love and have watched a lot. Because I was saying to you, when I, I think sometimes when you've watched a film a lot of times and you watch it again, you kind of you half watch it and your brain fills in a lot of it. You don't watch it with the same rapt attention as you would have done if you'd only seen it, if it was the first time or you'd only seen it a couple of times. But when you're in the cinema, you kind of have to. Yeah. Because you can't get up and go to the bathroom or go make a cup of tea and distract yourself. And it's, you just notice things that, that you've maybe forgotten or that you had never noticed in the first place because obviously it's on a massive screen. So, yeah, I, 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 feel, I was like, um, the, the very opening bit where there's, there's the spaceship. Yeah. I was like, is this even on DVD? I don't feel like I've ever seen this bit before. Yeah, but it there. is, isn't it? Yeah, it's there. Hmm. Just mad. Yeah, but it, is, it, it, it does give you that thing uh, of... Um, yeah, you notice different bits. Mm. Or, or in it, the, the flow of it feels different. Yeah. The yeah, flow of a film yeah. feels different in the cinema. Uh, you, you appreciate, especially with something that is as good as something like The Thing mm. or what we're going to talk about after or we played one that we watched a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 the thing's one of those films where I always forget until I'm watching it how fucking nasty it is. Mm. Like how fucking grim it is. Um, because when it came up with the 18 certificate, I feel like, I don't remember the thing being like 18 bad. I remember it being like bad. Yeah. But then, yeah, watching it going, oh God, yeah, it is fucking, it's a really nasty film that's yeah. kicking out there. It's, yeah. Um, the thing is, I think a lot of the time where. Uh, we've watched the thing recently. It's been a film that we've put on when we've come in a little bit tipsy at like eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> isn't it? So mm. I've probably seen like the first forty minutes of the thing a lot more times than I've seen <laughs> the rest of the yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's bits that I'm going. Yeah, I always forget about this bit because usually I've kind of like fall asleep on the sofa after <laughs> drinking another few beers and eating pizza. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a fucking great movie but as well um, these screens that we see going into at the parkway especially they're always quite busy aren't they yeah yeah it's really heartening um, so that was heartening but as well a couple of heartening things was the guy who was sat behind us at the thing uh, had a, uh, a he got a drink at the cinema mm. um, it was a Pepsi that you could gradually you could smell the fact that he that the Pepsi was becoming more just Malibu <laughs> as the film went along <laughs> I didn't notice that yeah it had a very distinct tight smell of Malibu that's and, a tight idea actually. and every so often you just hear the lid just creak off <laughs> and then a little bit of a shake of some ice cubes oh. and it'd be like that is that's just getting stronger that's pro level is that yeah yeah it, it was it was it was strong that but then it's there was a bunch of young people there was a bunch of young, well, young people nice. there one of whom was a girl who turned around when the film finished turned around to like the rest of the people she was with down the line and went that was fucking awesome that's <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you know what like these are retro screenings for us but these you know they, People might just be going to see these. Oh, I've heard of this. I've never seen it. I'll go see it at the cinema. Mm. How fucking mint would that be? Well, that was it. There was a couple of people that I recognised from that yeah. that were at the Blade Runner one. Yeah. Um, so, 
I'd quite like to have gone seen the uh, gone scene. I'm doing a you. Wow, yeah. Gone to see. Um, gone scene. Sorry. Gone scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you make fun of mine, but you don't make fun of his journey, Smollett. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, journey, Smollett. <laughs> I'd quite like to have go, gone to see the Get Carter one because I've never seen Get Carter. Get Carter's good. Get Carter is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what is next. But we're now like rapidly checking the website all the time to see when the next retro screening is, aren't we? Yeah, we are a little bit. But yeah, the thing, it's, it, nice. is, it is fucking great. The score is just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and having it coming out as a in a booming cinema on that yeah. is is very nice. Yeah. Um, talking about a booming score coming out on a cinema. Can I just say before we get into this, I don't think they did as well with their screening of this as the Parkway have been doing with their retro screenings. No, the Parkway make a big deal of them, yeah, don't they? they? Do, yeah. Whereas, I would have much rather have seen this at the parkway. Than yeah, the so end. so we we, we saw this at the view instead, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, first Blood, uh, obviously the first of the uh, John Rambo films. Um, yeah, we we all saw it at the the cinema. Um, Ian, at your screening, was it weird? Did you, or, or did you get a BBFC card? Or was it weird? No, it was just a big 15. No, we didn't even get that. It just started. <laughs> it literally went from... Tra- not even have trailers. It literally went from adverts, adverts, adverts to uh, a Mario Kassar production. <laughs> so I literally... It wasn't a BBFC card. It was literally just a 15. <laughs> like a massive 15. And then the Studio Canal Company logo kicked in. I'd quite like that. <laughs> I'd have dug that. That's what they should have instead of the BBFC thing. Yeah. Um, right, Ian. Yeah. We, we, we've waited for a while. Uh, what was what was first blood like on the big screen? Yeah, it was cracking. Um, the audience was into it. There weren't that many, but it wasn't empty. Um, the sound was bloody brilliant. Mm. Like really really cool watching first blood with that sound um and yeah it's just it's quite the experience is first blood isn't it um it's just got sylvester stallone is like this fucking wounded animal for so much of it but he's also such a badass and in that that last five minutes he is just absolutely fucking heartbreaking yeah um just what 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 a film First Blood is, and just what an unexpected film it is. When what you know of Rambo is what Rambo has been in the pop culture for the last like thirty years. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the floor is uh, your guys, uh, you guys, but yeah, First Blood's fucking fantastic. Bex, what was your experience of it? Big screen experience of it. Yeah, it's the thing is, I think with um, First Blood, I've I've not seen it anywhere near as many times as you have um so i think it is one of those that i still do pay full on and i think it demands that you pay full on attention to it even when you watch it at home after many rewatches. it is it is just a really compelling film um but yeah i mean it was it was really good to see it on the big screen um it's um 
it always clips along a bit quicker than I than I sort of r- remember it doing. Um, I was saying to you when we came out, wasn't I? Like the the whole like weekend warriors section in my head, that's a really long section. In reality, it's over really quickly. Mm. But I think because there's um there's kind of a da, 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 suggestion that getting all these people there and mobilised is, is such a big operation and has taken a bit of time that I think you kind of mentally add that process. Mm. Um, because it, despite having a really short runtime, it fleshes itself out really well. Well, that's it. it, it, it it's, um, it's telling a very... Um... It, the, the story's not a big story it's actually quite a quite a compact story uh, with it you know it, it's the it is but it's talking about real fucking big issues at a time when probably they weren't being addressed oh, no. widely at, at, at 82 it, well, there wasn't really you know PTSD wasn't a wide PTSD wasn't a thing it wasn't I don't think it was recognised at that no. point it wasn't even people being fucked up from seeing shit was, yeah, was recognised but not as a not as a psychological condition and it, it was still a bit of a you know you You'd had people, you know, only a couple of years earlier with um, the Deer Hunter. Mm. People were literally protesting outside that movie. Yeah. Because of its depiction of, you know, the hardships of people coming out of Vietnam. Why were people protesting that? It's a big thing because people were saying it was still, it was, it was a still, a, it, it, it was still within people's memory. Mm. You know, now it's it, it seems a long time ago. It's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. It was a nasty little war, and a lot of people did inarguably mm. horrific fucking things. But as a percentage of the people that went there, that will have been really low. Mm. But you think, like you see, you've got this. There's this whole weird um, flow to the film. Not weird flow, but there's this whole flow to the film of the fact that. He's had the moment where he, the realization that he's the last of his friends, yeah, yeah of his unit, yeah, that are alive, um, and then you know he, he's walking through a town that, that that is wonderfully called Hope, and all he yeah. wants to do is just stop and just get get something get to a eat, fucking burger, yeah. Um, but it's the you know the Denny he straight away just drops him off as like no, get yeah. out. And he's like he's saying. You know, it's quiet. It's like they she might call it boring, and that's kind of what exactly what Rambo wants, yeah. and it's what he runs to in three and four, mm-hmm. and even five to a, a different extent. Um, he wants that 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 kind of life. He doesn't want the that, but it's the, the it's what they represented at the time. The thing is, as well, like they make him out to be like this this horrible vagrant drifter he's not he's just walking and processing the fact that he is the last out of the group of people he's just like trying to get his fucking head straight mm. he's not doing anything bad is he it's not like he's going through towns in the dead of night and breaking into places and no. shit like that he's just walking yeah, he, he, but the film is quite well established that he's actually a, he's a good guy with the fact that when he's talking to Daniel Barry's Mom. Yeah, yeah. He gives it the photo and, he's, and he, he straight away is like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And it's that. But then... It, oh, and his little happy face when he gets there. Yeah, and then you get the snap. But you're, as an audience, you're on his side. 
but then he just gradually he falls back into everything that's there. Krenner's turning up and doing the speech of like he, he fucking he, realistically he fucked up. He should all be dead. Yeah, you know if I was to if I do speak to him, I say, "What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Why are these people still alive?" And then he almost knowing that, but being angry about the fact that he needs to get. You know, his own machismo is bruised. He's really big balls, don't he? Because of it. Mm. You know, Rambo literally... It both down to literally Rambo made him cry. Mm. And made him feel inferior. And he needs to almost, like, get that to establish the authority back that he has within that town. Mm. Of he mm. is the King Alpha for that town. But... And Krenner's just... I, I hated him so much more watching it in the cinema than, than I ever have at home. There, that is one big difference. Yeah, but... But you've got Krenner just explaining to him, you cannot, you can't comprehend this, what you have, what you essentially have unleashed upon it. He, he isn't just a soldier. He isn't just a Green Beret. He is the elitist level of soldier you can get. He will tear this town down to get to you now. The thing is, as well, like you watch it when it's when it's a rewatch, and I'm assuming for everyone listening, it, watching it would be a rewatch. But when you're watching it and it's a rewatch, you you're watching that section where he drives him out of town and then goes back after him when he goes back in to just try and get a fucking burger or something, and you you're just watching it going, just let him get some food. Yeah, you, you could you sit with him. You could sit with him. Yeah, and then and drive then him, out. him out. But but the yeah, but then the moment the thing is, I think you were saying this, Ian, or alluding to it. There's a moment where the film kind of takes you by surprise and snaps. Where he's saying, look, it's over. And you have think nothing is over. And then he just breaks. Mm, mm. And you've yeah. got, and Krenner is, because Stallone is, is fantastic in that, at the telling this story, just this, this incidental story. Yeah. That, it, that it's that, and it's just like, no one would help me. And it's the, but also well before that, him saying, you know, but you know, but I literally, I when I was serving my country, million dollar equipment, I was doing yeah. all of this, and now nothing, it's yeah. gone, and nobody gives a shit. But Krenner just looking at him with this look of shit, shit. He's right. I I have broken this kid. Mm. The shit that I have made this kid do. Yeah. I have. I. Yeah. What's it says earlier? Then he says to him, "You know, you come here because one of the machines has blew a gasket." Mm. And then it's it's Krenner realizing he isn't responsible for all of this that's happening. I am. I I, I let this guy go, just let him go out into the world after it, and didn't take a second thought for what the fuck that looked like. He might be going through. Yeah. Or what the fuck that looks like. Mm. I just thought they could he could just reassimilate to a world that he never knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the breakdown of it is fucking horrible. Yeah. And then the, there's another little a, a great moment where Stallone first when he first walks him out and he's got him, he's wrapped in Krenner's jacket, and it's the first moment where he's he's kind of he's come down from the from essentially being almost fucking re-engaged. So he looks out and just looks out at everything and then just takes a step back and he's like, shit. Yeah. And then you start getting the realisation he's actually only killed one person and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. No. 
No. Um, honestly. Oh, I hate him passionately. <laughs> what a fucking wanker. It's it genuinely. Please uh, don't help. It is for me an absolute stone wall masterpiece. Yeah. It's if if Apocalypse Now didn't exist, I'd be saying it's the greatest film of all time. Oh my god. What? No, it's not movie related. Oh, R. Kelly sentenced to thirty years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's First Blood. I'm hoping we're all definitely not shit on it. Yeah, yeah. My word, yes. Yeah. I didn't part up all, which I didn't want to get angry with our audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is the genuine reason why I didn't part up all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do have some questions. <laughs> Al Pacino was considered for the role of John Rambo, but turned it down when his request that Rambo be more of a madman was rejected. That's such a Pacino request, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is very Pacino. Uh, and Kirk Douglas was going to be... Um, Troutman. Oh, Troutman, really? yeah. <laughs> Apparently Stallone still has the piece of canvas. Yeah, he does. Still has the, what is it that he made? And it was literally just, it wasn't like a, 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 a it wasn't made, it, it just, he, he literally just started cutting up because he was cold. Uh, Lester genuinely got his nose broken by Sylvester Stallone during the escape scene. Yep. Stallone broke his ribs because the jump that you would see of Stallone jumping off the yeah. ridge on the tree is actually still on. Fucking hell. And the, the bit where he hits the branch and goes, oh, he's actually still on breaking three of his ribs. <laughs> God. Still yeah, on made that jump <laughs> because they thought it was it, it was lower than it was. Okay. And, and it was literally because they measured the angle wrong. <laughs> so they measured it going, um, going across from where his feet were. And forgot that you've got like another five foot ten of human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, questions. Um, Dylan Black Lanterns. Pretty much, pretty much each at the end of term at school, a TV and laser displayer would be wheeled out to the class. We would watch Flight of the Navigator. Do you have any memories attached to watching films in large groups like uh, that, that didn't take place in a cinema? Watched Scrooged. At Christmas in primary school, and remember the teacher getting a lot of shit for it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. To be fair, um... I remember watching in uh, English class watching Polanski's um, Macbeth. Hell yeah! I think in pretty sure it's a fifteen, and it was like year nine. <laughs> yeah, but it's educational, isn't yeah. it? Remember watching West Side Story in a music lesson. Um, and saying to the music teacher, uh, Mrs. Ward, as she went to put it on, going, making a joke and saying, what, are you watching this for like the next three fucking weeks? And her looking at me baffled and went, why? Because it's really long? She's like, no, it'll be over before the end of the lesson. <laughs> thinking, what the fuck? She like, want fucking bright. Have you seen the sad story? She's like, yes, of course I have. <laughs> An hour? <laughs> have you seen... A movie? <laughs> Mad bitch. Yeah, she wasn't that bright. Everyone likes because she was pretty though, didn't they? She was quite hot. I don't, obviously I can't, re- I can't remember any specific ones. You know what? No. You must have watched at some point. Yeah. Like, even on the end of term ones, we were we never really watched films. 
We used to just like play games, like educational games. Um, that's fucking tragic. Uh, yeah. I remember at an end of a um. So when I worked at Carphone Warehouse, when we did our uh, our training, we did like a week's worth of training. Um, like the last thing you did was like a little exam. And then you waited um, for like your results. You got called in a different room to give you results, to tell you whether or not you kept, whether or not you actually got a job or not. Mm. Um, but because there was like twenty five people waiting to get this information through, it took a while. And the guy who'd done our training just put on uh, M Night Shyamalan's The Village because he really liked M Night Shyamalan's The Village. <laughs> okay. My favourite large scale viewing experience would have to be the Twin Peaks one. That wasn't a cinema, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. Oh, it was amazing. Like, all the rooms set up with different bits from the mo- uh, from the show and, and stuff was great. Yeah, it was, a, it was a full experience kind of mm. thing, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, what else have we got? Andrew Jones, Baz Luhrmann getting to re-edit Australia in a big way. What films would you wish to see recut larger if some fantasy world there were more material? Elvis. I mean, that's just <laughs> probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, God, so many, but I can't think of a specific example. But there's so many films that you that you kind of watch and go, that has been edited to fuck. I want to see that as it properly is. But I can't think of any specific examples at this point in time. I'd watch a five-hour version of Zodiac. Yeah, fair. I'd like, yeah, I don't know, like, I'd go for almost like a longer Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's maybe oh. closer to the novel or something like that. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. That would be pretty fucking cool, that. Yeah. Hmm. I'd go, yeah, something like that. Something that you watch, that, that, you, that you look at and go, I could just keep watching this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Rick Kidd which famous movie locations have you visited and which ones would you most like to visit Ooh. I don't think I've actually properly like knowingly visited any no, no I don't think I have either to be fair oh. boring answer but it is yeah any that you'd really like to visit though catacombs in Paris the catacombs in Paris from the film catacombs yeah yeah um, Hell yeah! Just because I really want to go to the catacombs in Paris, and it's a good experience. Fair enough. Um, what's it? I mean, I'm going to be real cliche here, but the Amityville house. The Amityville house, Exorcist stairs. Yeah, <laughs> Venice. Ben- no, no, not on that. Look, look for a girl in a red jacket. Not going to Venice. Sinking. Yeah, a literal city that's fucking sinking. Fuck off. It's really sad that though. I'm not going to do that. The Ghostbusters firehouse. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, the sun from the film Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> the literal sun. Literal sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could work. Ian, what are we covering next week? Hi. It's our Cronenberg special, isn't it? Yay! Oh, God, it is, yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, Crimes of the Future is out on US VOD now. So, and Minions: The Rise of Gru, which I will be seeing, is the uh, big release this week. There's nothing else. So, We're getting Jordan maybe. McGrath will be will be joining us. Yeah, uh, patrons have picked two of the films. They will be Shivers. Thank you so much, patrons. And Existence. Thank you so much, patrons. Uh, we'll also be uh, reviewing Naked Lunch uh, and Crimes of the Future. Yay. So get ready for me to be really low energy and grossed out. You might really enjoy them. Yeah, might. Yeah. Yeah. So Which strange shivers, things have happened at sea? Shivers, existence, naked lunch, and crimes naked of the lunch, future. crimes of the future. Yeah. Oh, Which one so are you lovely. least looking forward to? I'm guessing shivers. Shivers. It's been oh, so long since I've watched that. Yeah, I've not seen it. It's been so long since I watched Naked Lunch. I remember really liking Naked Lunch. I'm looking forward to rewatching Naked Lunch and possibly being able to maybe understand it a little bit more, hmm. but knowing that I'm not going to understand it as well. <laughs> nice. He's, he's quite cool with that. Yeah, so that's it. We've got full-on Cronenberg. Um, yeah. So excited. Well, thank you very much for joining, Rebecca. Ah, oh, thank you very much for hosting, Marcus. And thank you very much for joining me, Ian. Thank you very much for hosting, Marcus. And thank you much for <laughs> listening, guys. I'm going to say to you this, Becky, is anyone who has name is Mark with a C fucking hates being called Marcus. It's short for Marcus Aurelius. That's your full name. It's not my full name. It is. It has been for years. It's not my full name. I christened you when we went to Turkey. What, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and he will have his vengeance in this uh, life or the next? You know, I kind of want to watch Gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) I've been kind of... I've I've been kind of thinking about... You watched it, rewatched it, about 18 months ago or so, didn't you, Ian? No, I haven't watched rewatched Gladiator in fucking years. I wouldn't mind rewatching Gladiator. I might rewatch Gladiator at some point coming up. Yeah. What's up, Bex? Is that available on 4K? It's not available on anything. We'd have to like... Physical media 4K it is. Is it? Oh. Yep. No. That's not part of your curated list. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's also not part of my curated list. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Solid. Uh, so, yes. So, uh, yeah. You're not... Get off Amazon. You're not buying it. <laughs> Just see how much it is. How much is it, Mark? I don't know she's hitting me. Ow. Stop nipping me. I'm not stabbing you now with my nail. Study her. I'm going to have a look at how much it is. I'm going to have a look at how much it is on Zavi. She can't hurt me. 18.99. Oh, remember? Oh, what? No, you don't want to be paying that. How much? 18.99. For a bit of plastic? Oh. You can buy it for thirty nine ninety nine as a double bill with Saving Private Ryan for some reason. Oh, I don't mind watching Saving Private Ryan. Oh, there you oh. go. £19.99 each. What a fucking bargain. <laughs> yeah, it feels a little bit like I'm still getting ripped off there. Gladiator hmm. 4K. Let's have a look see if it's... It is fucking... Yeah, man. There's not. There's just not many offers on at the moment. Yeah, it's 22 or what is it? 
Und, ähm. <lacht> die Oxfam Store has it for 9.99. You can get. Oh, here's a collection for you. Fifth. Oh no, Gladiator's not even included in it. Never mind. <laughs> I wonder if CX have a. What the? F- How the fuck is it that expensive? It's bloody Gladiator. It's not even any like two for thirty or three for thirties or yeah. anything. It's just expensive. It's like a recent version that come out that we don't know about. What the fuck? Nah, man, this is... Nah, this is straight up... It, I kind of wonder whether it's, like, out of print or something and it's just fucking expensive. Mm. Like those Steve Bruce novels we were talking about. Ah, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so, I'll send you the picture, Ian. So, you know the cat keeps searching for random things on the laptop when yep. it's in the cupboard? Absolutely. Definitely yep. wasn't yep. you looking for escorts, Mark. It wasn't. I would do it like a real man and look on It Protected. Um, in private. So this is what I found in the open search yeah. bar on Google. When, oh, here we go. When, when I was setting the laptop up earlier. Solid. How many zeros is that before Steve Bruce novels? <laughs> yeah, there's like maybe like twenty zeros and then Steve Bruce novels. That's great. That's great. Well done. Fucking cat's mental. Why is he looking for escorts and Steve Bruce novels? Maybe he just really wants to find well done, Steve cat. Bruce novels for your birthday. Maybe he does. Yeah. I have been looking for them. So, so another bizarre end to an episode of Film Bastards. That was episode 450. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget, I'm going to plug it again, to go across to our Patreon, um, where for an extra $2 a month you can get all the shows. Ian! Uh, have you done this week's um, Let's Get Physical? Of course I fucking have. What, what what was it on? Things. Things. Yes. There we fucking go. <laughs> fucking here. Right. Goodbye. <laughs>